Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do we even make money? You know, Lubbock's not a great market. No. <laughs> sir, sir, I thought you said that you're part of the Dallas market. Did I say that? <laughs> Do you know how far West... Dallas is from us? How could we be a <laughs> yeah, part of that market? That's uh, foolish. Yeah. I thought you said West Texas is everywhere. Oh, no. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not. I, I wasn't meaning us, you know. I was talking about Angelo. I was talking about Angelo State. UTEP. Have you looked at UTEP? <laughs> Maybe they should go to the NIT instead. Like not us. <laughs> they have a yes. head coach. West Texas A and M is everywhere. That's what I said. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, you weren't listening correctly. Oh. Charles Smith writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay. Welcome on, welcome on to the Tortillas and Text Podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And um, uh, Jeremy and I are getting jokes off because the postseason brackets have been announced. Um, actually, while we're recording this, the NIT bracket is being announced for the men's side. Uh, and we're joking about it because we don't want to be in it. Listen, I was, listen, let me tell you something. Weeks ago, Jeremy, I said that, hey, it doesn't matter if we're in the NIT. People tell me we shouldn't be in the NIT. I want to be in the NIT. I think it'd be great for our young guys to really get that experience, to move on. Like, this is, I have this, I've been saying for weeks now that NIT would be good for this program. That was eons ago. That was a lifetime ago. Hell no, I don't want to be in that thing anymore. We don't got a head coach. We got one guy that's leaving because he don't like the way this, the coaching staff treated him in his injury, which I will get to that because I do think he has a point. Uh, we have another guy that's a five-star recruit that's wavering of whether he should stay or not. Uh, head coach stepped down. The interim coach didn't look that great in his first game. Yeah, never mind, bro. If you if you thinking about Texas Tech and the NIT, you don't have to. It's it's here, perfectly okay. Um, I'm on with the people's champ, Jeremy Gillen, to talk about this. Jeremy, what are your first thoughts as we're awaiting to see if Texas Tech, unfortunately, may or may not make the NIT? Uh, what is your thoughts on that? What's next? Let's talk about track and field. Let's talk about tennis. Let's talk about <laughs> anything. Anything else on the men's side? On the men's side. Oh uh, yeah. Um. 
it was eons ago. Our excitement, man, could you imagine? There was a point not a month ago that we were like, we may make the tournament. And now we're without a coach, had a transfer before they got on the bus, right? Now we got <laughs> bro, a, bro, he announced that the second. The he game had was that over. in the chamber. He had <laughs> paid Tipton probably a week earlier. It was like, hey, have this ready for me to go. Yeah. Um, one team that actually, as, as I'm looking at the live announcement of the NIT bracket, that made it as a top seed, or not, well, or, or at least they're going to have a home game to start round one, North Texas. So we've talked about in the last episode, Grant McCaslin, as a candidate for the job, a guy that's going to be up there for the job. He was actually a candidate for the job last time when they gave it to Mark Adams. Um, so so Grant McCaslin, I mean, he gets a chance to kind of audition for it. I, I, I would argue if Grant McCaslin goes on the run with UNT to New York, like, it's going to be hard not to really want to look at him, look at him further. So there's there's that. Um, meanwhile, another guy that was that we didn't really have in our top, but it was uh, um, in there, Paul Mills or Roberts. They're in the, they're in the tournament as a 12 seed, and they, they're going to be dangerous. So that's another piece right there. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, on the men's side, it's it's I agree with you, Jamie. It's time to move on. The men went to the uh, indoor national championships the other day, weren't able to come home with the national championship, but they did us proud on the track and in, in indoor track and field championship. They did us proud. They won the big 12. They are humming. And that outdoor championship, we may be looking at number two, like this team from the men's side, one of the best Texas tech track teams we've ever had, which is saying a lot, <laughs> just saying a lot. But I think this is truly one of the best Texas tech track and field teams that we've ever had. Um, the women are going to make some noise too. But I think the thing with the women, especially in track and field, there's, you have like a group of, schools that are just far and above everybody else and so right now i think tech is really they're gonna push texas for for, for first in the big 12 it's gonna be tough texas is a very good program um will likely come in second but we're gonna at least i think push texas more this year than we have in the last few years and we're gonna you know i think the name of the game for texas tech women's track and field is to make it to the national championship competition i don't think we'll win it but the name of the game is to have the team there have the, have a good um, amount of uh runners and, and throwers competing and jumpers competing uh but for the men this is a team that's good enough to win the national championship they can do it and it'll be interesting to see they although they fell short on the indoor they actually can win i think the outdoor um and that's some of the things that we're going to look for as we go forward but um one thing we're not looking forward is on men's basketball that season should be should be and we'll find out here in the next 30 minutes uh but should be over should be done it's out of here man um i yeah i think that it we are a track and field school. This is the this these are the programs that have continually not let us down and simultaneously not been talked about enough. Like I think that you know, come springtime, everybody's kind of getting out of the lull of football's over, basketball's going however it is, and we've been blessed, you know, the past you know x amount of years that we've had a good basketball program. Uh, but this year, you know, it, it, then it goes, oh, what's baseball doing? Uh, and then we're ready for Omaha and all of that but track and field year in year out has continued to dominate um have continued to grab uh, uh, uh excuse me is it continue to grab conference championships uh conference titles i mean big uh indoor and outdoor um i mean since 2014 like you had one 2014 for outdoor you had two outdoor and indoor in 2018 that was a good team 2019 outdoor and indoor and then in 20 uh you know 2023 you just got the uh, indoor and so you know you're looking at the outdoor again it's like 
this is okay. You might go back to back once again. There would be the third year. It would be the third year in a row you've gotten champ, both indoor and outdoor championships. And this team is good enough to do it. I mean, you got star studded. You got athletes up and down this thing. Uh, and like you said, this might be one of the best track and field teams that we've had. Um, I mean, and, you know, we've won a championship with track and field back in um, twenty. What am I? That was not that long ago. Twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, and I mean. But you're looking at the opportunity to do it again. Like, you know, Texas is always going to be kind of your main competition there. But I think you always have a really good opportunity uh, to go out and do it. Sometimes, you know, the cards fall as they may, but you've, you're you in the thick of it. And so I'm just really proud of this track and field team. And not a lot of people are going to talk about it. They're always going to come in uh, at the end. Maybe if, 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 if Texas Tech track and field Twitter puts something out, then you'll see other tech people talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we can't no, we give them enough for their due. I'm a huge fan of track and field as a sport, so I'm, I'm usually always on top of it. But you're absolutely right that, I mean, the most successful program in the school has been the track and field program. And I would argue both men and women. It's the most successful men's program in the school, and it's the most successful women's program at the school is the track and field team. And they don't get enough love, enough credit. I mean, it's, you know, usually you know, a lot of people don't really watch track and field until the national championships. Well, we, we in it. We're going to be in it, I think, on both sides this year, um, competing, competing at the highest level. So, <clears throat> so they, and also it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt that our facility for track is amazing like it's 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 a great it's a nice facility the crown the jewel championships yeah it's where the big 12 championships were held like it is a nice facility so that works um but jeremy we are now five or you know eight minutes into the pod you know everybody's listening and they're like ah, when are these guys gonna shut the hell up and talk about the fact that the texas tech lady raiders i have been given permission to say this the lady raiders are in the wnit all right, Ooh. huge accomplishment for this team, for this program. At the beginning of the year, Jeremy, I, well, I actually not the beginning of the year. I've been saying it all year. For the love of God, you get into any tournament. I don't care which one it is. I, I was saying, if it's the CBI, get him into the CBI. If, if at the beginning of the year, in my head, I'm like, the CBI is probably the only tournament that's going to take us. Like, I still didn't have, this was still, I still am of the belief this is year three for Coach Gerlich, really year two, because I consider the first year as year zero, having to deal with the turmoil of the Stallings departure. Uh, <clears throat> And we're still in a rebuild, right? Like we're still in a rebuild. Oh my goodness, we uh, we lost our best player last year. Like we're still this is gonna be a tough. We we're still so young. Like if we get into a postseason tournament, it's gonna be quite a bit. It's probably the CBI is gonna be the only one they do even take us. And if they'll even and they're more known for the mid majors, right? But I'm over here like you know even if if it's the CBI, just take it. But I just don't see us really having a great season. Bruh, we finished the season eighteen and fourteen. And the WNIT says, "Come on, come on, ladies, let's let's bring it in here, let's pack it up here. Y'all can come on over to the WNIT and get in this bracket. It is a huge accomplishment, I think, for this program, for this team. Coach Gerlich, incredible job. And as young as this team is, to get in the WNIT, I think it's huge. It's huge for them, right? It's huge for Bramber Scott. She's gonna have another game where she gets to show I am that that who I am that player." I am that lady. I am that, you know, I, I'm her, right? Capital H. I'm capital H her. And go out and show her stuff. And for the younger players, it's time to say, okay, this is our postseason experience and show us what we can do. First time in almost, in 10 years making the postseason tournament. That kind of tells you the turmoil that we've been under. Uh, <clears throat> that the uh, last time this team was in the NCAA or in a postseason tournament um, was right after I graduated. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's saying something. Jeremy, you were still in school. <laughs> yeah, I was, 
in my prime. I was in my prime. Um, 10 years. Wow. That's incredible to think about. I, what an up and down season. Uh, Kinsey and I were talking about early in this, you know, in our kind of early, early episodes of, you know, we're doing the non-conference thing and we're just tearing up teams, but conference is going to be such a gauntlet as it always is. Um, but the like women's side is a little bit, is, is a lot less so than the men's side in regards to like just up and down talent. So, uh, you do kind of have uh, teams that you should be getting by and then teams that you're probably not going to win against. But Tech kind of found itself, at the beginning, it felt like Tech was going to find itself in the middle of the pack. And there were times where it really started to assert that. But a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, multi-loss, you know, back-to-back-to-back losses. Four, you know, you had a four-loss streak, um, Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's um, get win, get loss, get win, have two losses to finish the season. And big up and down season with big, I mean, you know, you had a lot of good play throughout the season. It just never really amounted to wins in the end, which is tough. It's always tough uh, to feel like you've played your heart out in some games. Other than other games, you just feel like you get boat raced and you can't do anything about that. But <laughs> um, postseason, here's the thing. Like you said, Coach Gerlich is in her third season and she's get, she's here we are at the WNIT. This kind of has to be the new this has to be the new floor like so now coach Gerlich can't you know you can't not get into at least the women's uh, nit next year and hopefully next year like we have a lot of young players hopefully in the offseason the development bringing in uh logan johnson who is a phenomenal baller uh implementing her into the rotation i think that you have an opportunity to kind of set yourself up for i don't know maybe an ncaa tournament appearance next season uh but there's a lot of dominoes that have to fall and getting into the WNIT this season is a big one that had to fall. Post post the postseason experience is um, that's invaluable for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, <clears throat> so right now we only know who's in, and we know Texas Tech is in. They're gonna announce the um, they're gonna announce a bracket and who we're gonna play and and where it's also gonna happen uh, later on Monday. Um, so we'll, this episode will drop before you, before you, so you would get a chance to hear us. But if you don't get a chance to hear us before we have final tournament, uh, the seating, um, it should be good. I, I, I hope that we get a home, home court for that first round. My guess is we're going to be that for that. We're going to have that home, home court advantage for at least the first round. And then going forward, we may, we, it may be a little, uh, well, maybe we have to make some trips, but the fact that we get in, I think is absolutely huge. Um, it's, it's really big. And then not only that, but I think the big 12 has a few teams. You know, I, the second they announced, I think Kansas state to get in was when I realized the tech was going to get in, right? Like, like if you're bringing in Kansas state who has a worse overall record, I believe they also have a worse conference record. We beat them already. Uh, we, we swept them like that's, or not swept them, but we beat them already. That's a team that you look at and say, okay, well, um, if they're in, Tech should be in too. So the second I saw Kansas State in there, I, I was kind of, you know, my my anxiety I was like, all right, we should get in. We this should be our our one. Um, Kansas also made it in. Now Kansas was a given to make it in. They were hoping to be in the big show. Um, and you know, listen, I, I I do feel for our boy Andy Mitz because Kansas should have been in, in my opinion. Kansas should have been. Kansas was one of the best at large teams in the country. Um, I think Kansas not getting in is a little bit of disrespect to the Big 12 as a as a conference, right? I, I think that the Big 12 is a little underrated as a conference on the women's side, right? Everybody knows the Big 12's beast when it comes to the men's side, but on the women's side, I think they're a little underrated, 
right? I think everybody looks at the Big e, or uh, the SEC and the Big Ten as some of the bigger powers and the bigger players, and the ACC as as really the Big Three, um, and, and kind of downgrades the Big Twelve and the style of play outside of you know um, outside of Texas, really outside of Texas and Baylor. But we we got some we got some good programs here, and I think Kansas should have made it, but. Um, now Kansas is going to have to really take that energy into the into the WNIT and see what they can do, um, as well as well as their rival K State, and then of course Texas Tech will be in there holding it down for the conference. But um, yeah, absolutely huge accomplishment for the team. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see who they play. Right, it'll likely be a, a mid-major team, a lower-level team, and I'm excited to see they whooped up on a lot of them in the preseason. Right, you're not going through the gauntlet that is a power conference schedule. What can you do? How far can you go in this tournament? Um, I do want to take you back to the last time this team was in a postseason. That was 2013. Uh, they went to the NCAA tournament. They were a seven seed and played South Florida in a, what was a close, tight-knit, close-fought game. And they ended up losing it 71-70. to That was also Christy Curry's last year as the head coach of the team. Um, the year before that, the year before that, they were in the WNIT. And they went to the last, uh, final 16. Right, so they did. were able to win a game in the, in the WNIT um, and went to the Final 16. Uh, had a, and that was another good season. I mean, shout out to Christy Curry, her time at Texas Tech. Um, I know she didn't she didn't leave on on the best of terms, but in the um, eight years she was at Tech, made a postseason six of those years. So I think if we can, you know, I, I people don't may not want to hear this, but in my opinion, Christy Curry is probably the second greatest coach in Lady Raider history. Um, again, didn't leave on the best of terms, but uh, we've been trying to recover and get back to that since Christy Curry. And I think it's safe to say that Gerlich has got this program in the right direction and the right spot. Um, and, you know, it's all about seeing where we land. Yeah. And you got to like, so the Marsha Sharp years really gave a, I mean, that's a huge kind of shadow looming over this program. Uh, and sometimes it could be good. Sometimes it can be bad, right? You know, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And so right now it's feeling good because like you are having that forward progress. Okay, WNIT, what's next? Because this program can be at that level, right? You have a coach now in Coach Gerlich who played in the Marsha Sharp years. And so maybe she can kind of transfer some of that um, with a little bit more of like mo modernity to it, I suppose is a good way to say that. Um, but you slump out of that with Christy Curry. And like you said, the proof is in the pudding that she got to the, uh, that she was there one, two, three, four, five, you know, five out of eight years or five out of six years, seven. My math is terrible. Five oh, out of the seven years. Awful. Five out of seven. I, actually, that was my fault. I said six out of eight. It's five out of seven. You're correct. Yeah. Uh, five out of seven years. I mean, that's, that's tremendous. That shows, that shows, and that's, um, you know, yeah, it's coming off of, uh, Marsha Sharp, but she didn't go the first year after Marsha Sharp. So even the Marsha Sharp athletes that she had i mean she was tied for seventh and then she was tied for tenth uh and then she started going to and then seventh again and then she back four years in a row went to the uh you know it's also hard she, we were talking about the percentage of times you go it's when you're following a marshall sharp who went to the ncaa tournament 19 out of or went to the uh, postseason 19 out of 23 years you're following one of the greatest coaches in women's basketball history it's a little tough to follow up and i do think christy curry she she did a she did a, a stand up job and it's been tough even getting us to the Christy Curry levels uh, since. But I, I think we might have arrived at the very least uh, to the to the like you said the floor of what the Christy Curry levels used to be. Um, and this is you know it's it's exciting to see what we can do. Like can we can we make it back? 
to uh, uh, to this field? Can we make it back to now that WNIT is a little bit more expanded? There's 64 teams in this field now, right? So it'll take a little bit longer. Uh, uh, we'll have to do two wins to get to the Sweet 16 of the WNIT. Uh, but can we do it? Right? Can we? Can we? Um, you know, uh, uh, make it back to something that is exciting. Um, you know, can we make it to? To who knows? Can we go on an incredible run, right? And I think this is one of those times where Chris, uh, um, Coach Gerlich can put forth her experience of, hey man, we used to be, we used to, we used to be these ladies that went all the way to the championship, that went to the final four, that did this. I have the experience, and this is how we used to do it, and and maybe bring on some of her teammates and and, and stuff like that, and say like this is this is what it used to be, this is what it still can be. Um, and to make you know make an incredible run, and, and I expect, I expect the USA if we get some of those home games to to be turned. I expect it to be you know exciting in the USA. I expect everybody to to go out there and and um, you know with no, same with no men's basketball, to, probably. What's that? With no men's postseason, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the energy that was give, has been given to the men's side. Like this is the, this is the basketball's left, right? Like we shouldn't. This is the basketball that you have left. What you know? What can you give us um, and give give it to the men or give it to the women? Sorry, give it to Lady Raiders that you want that you no longer have to. Sorry, my goodness, that you no longer have to give to the men's side. <laughs> That's a I'm good point. That's a good man. point. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, getting a home. This, this is what home. happens when you. This is what happens when you eat a big meal right before <laughs> right before potting. I'm man. I'm stuffing his face and then hopping on the pod. This is a man dedicated to his craft. Yeah, this is, this is, don't eat don't eat pizza don't eat like big slices of greasy pizza right before going on the podcast that's the problem well i'm not gonna you know, eat the pizza people i don't don't not eat the pizza i'm, uh, I'm not gonna give bad not. advice like Howard, what kind of pizza was it yeah, it was i mean it was just a supreme pizza but it's you know pizza's cheesy you know you get all the you gotta just take a pepto right before pizza. you know you gotta you gotta what? take what dude let me tell you something okay <laughs> this, oh <laughs> this, uh, so I had a friend that used to complain about the fact that he's like, man, you know, I gotta, I get all this heartburn after eating cheese, and I'm like, oh, what a loser! <laughs> so what now a I'm loser! Like, oh, no, oh it's no, Where, where's my mitol? <laughs> oh, oh, this pod got off the rails. Anyways, the women, the women are the best. Women are the best, yeah, and excited. I will definitely get to. So the. Uh, WNIT is going to span across which weeks? Does it start next week? It starts in two weeks. Yeah, so the WNIT, uh, it be, round one begins this weekend. So from the 15th to the 17th. Um, that'll be the first. And then right after that, right after, it actually starts Wednesday, it'll end Friday, and then it goes into the weekend for round two. So we, we, we have a chance that all throughout the weekend, from starting Wednesday all the way to next Tuesday, um, we could easily have two games. And actually, I mean, it, it really doesn't stop, right? Like the NIT starting on Wednesday will continue to go um, nonstop all the way to, through the end of the month, right? That's the madness in it, um, you know, so. Well, and so my point was is that spring break will be over. And so students will be back on campus. And so if you have a home game and your men aren't playing, I mean, nobody's playing basketball at the USA. Oh, hey, the women are going to be doing a tournament game against a team you've never heard of. Oh, that's kind of exciting. You don't think people are going to stay in Lubbock during the spring break? <laughs> I have to because I work for the university, and that's baloney. But uh, no. I, people, man, Albert, let me tell you something. You knew this as a student. I know it as a student. Nobody was there uh, yeah. on Friday. Half people there on Thursday. Everybody's checking out early. 
my senior year, I uh, I had plans to go to Panama City Beach. I was ready. I was lit. And then the, my first group left. I'm like, that's no problem. Y'all can leave. I'm going to go with the second group. And then I got a, I got a call. I was like, hey, man, we're going to go to South by Southwest. You want to come? I'm like, you know what? I love South by Southwest in Austin. Sorry, Panama City. I'll leave you later. So the second group left. And I just went, I was going to, I was going to be ready to go down and listen to some music like I did the year before. And then they canceled on me. And I'm just stuck in Lubbock the whole week of spring break <laughs> oh, no. um, with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And uh, she got very upset at me because I was moping around for the week because I'm like, I got to be stuck in Lubbock. And you're like, well, you're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yay. <laughs> and he's never looked back and... with regret since. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen, I, we don't got to lie on this podcast. Let me tell you something. I, I, I regret it. <laughs> There's a lot of stories that came back from Panama City. I'm like, man. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Anyways, so yeah, no, the women are in. Um, I'm, I am, uh, um, keeping up to date with the NIT on the men's side. We have not been announced, thank goodness. Uh, so far, let me tell you something. Has there ever been a time where I will say it doesn't look like Oklahoma State was the number one overall seed in the NIT. Um, so good for them on the men's side. I, you know, as we talk about uh, the men, the Kansas deserving to be in the in the women's tournament, Oklahoma State deserves to be on the men's side too. Um, you know, I, I've been of the, of the idea of the thought that there should be eight big 12 teams in the big 12, in the, uh, NCAA tournament there, you know, and, and the fact that there's not, I think is another travesty. I think Oklahoma state, unfortunately was the, um, they got screwed by the, the conference they're in. If they were in the big 10 dealing with, you know, however many teams, the big 12, I think like what, 14 teams that the big 10 has and much worse teams in there. Right. Like if, if, uh, they were in the Big Ten, they'd be in the tournament. And so it's kind of unfair that they're only not in the tournament because they finished seventh in a conference of ten. That conference of ten is the best conference in America. In the future, when you finish seventh in the Big 12, that's almost going to be an automatic When You add Houston, who's right now, uh, they weren't the number one overall team, but they did get a one seed. Um, so you're gonna, we're going to add that team. That team that's one of the, the favorites for the NCAA championship is going to be in the Big 12 here pretty soon. Right, not to mention Cincinnati, who was another team who made the, the the semifinals of the American Athletic Tournament. Right, uh, not to mention BYU, another good basketball program, and then you have UCF that's there. But you know, you have uh, you have these teams that are going to make the tournament. That's going to be in the behemoth. So now it's going to go from that seventh team in the Big Twelve is going to be almost an automatic qualifier. Right, like it's going to be like, oh, you got seventh from the Big Twelve. For sure. And then, not, and not to mention, Jeremy, if the rumors of the corner four schools potentially coming over happens, then you're adding Arizona. Arizona to the mix. And Arizona State, who also has a decent uh, program, right? You're adding those schools to the mix. Utah, which has a good program. You're adding those schools to the mix. It's Man, it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a, a top 10 in the Big 12 is automatic qualifiers in that aspect. That's insane. Yeah, no, it's, it's times uh, there are, are changing, Albert. They are changing. Yeah, so I do want to talk a little bit about that um, as we kind of wind down. We give we give the women their credit. We give track and field their credit. I do want to kind of talk about the Big Twelve Conference, right? So the Big Twelve Conference. Brett Yormack is is the king. He's uh, amazing. Um, there's been talk. So the only thing I haven't liked is the conversation with Gonzaga. Um, I'm not a big fan of Gonzaga coming to the Big Twelve. I think it's kind of kind of weird you're only gonna have them on a basketball only um piece right because their other sports are awful well well baseball's not bad but at the very least you're not gonna want to invite them for 
you know, I don't even know if they have a football team, to be honest with you. I'm not going to look it up now. Um, and so it's just, it's just going to be a weird arrangement. I just don't, you know, in my opinion, Gonzaga's not, they're not Notre Dame. They're not, they're not a nationally wide, like they don't have fans across the country. It's really kind of just split up there and it's, it's just not worth it in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. Other people have other opinions as well. Um, it would, I, you know, it would really be going knee deep into to basketball, which is cool. Um, but then on the flip side of it, then why not, why not extend it to Memphis, right? Memphis is, is, you know, a much better basketball program than UCF is, but, um, but I do like the idea of saying, all right, look, Pac-12, that deal that you're going to get sucks. It's not great. It's not a good TV deal. So that's not a good TV deal. Our TV deal that we already signed off on, pretty damn good. We can renegotiate that deal if you four come on over. You know you're getting screwed. Don't be left out in the cold, uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Come on over. We're giving you another opportunity to come join this growing brand. And I think if they that is an incredible move. Um, it would be the the death nail to the Pac-12. I think the next thing that ends up happening is Oregon and Washington do whatever they can to get the hell out of Dodge as soon as possible um, <laughs> if this happens. But also, at the same time, if you're a school like Arizona State or Utah, Colorado, like if you're the, one of these schools, this is your chance, in my opinion, right? Because it's it, the Big 12 is prioritizing you. Which I don't know what other conferences are going to do the same. I think everybody, whenever UCLA and USC decided to leave, everybody's first thought was, okay, what's Oregon and Washington going to do? They didn't look at the corner four schools. Only the Big 12 looked at the corner four schools as we value you guys. So, like, you know, don't be caught in a situation where a decade later you go in with 10 teams and a dec- thinking you're all fine and dandy, you're cool, we're fine, and then your two most powerful schools, which in this case would be Washington and Oregon, decide, no, we're going to the SEC. I mean, someone else. <laughs> but no, but decide to leave. And then you're screwed with eight, and then you're the pissed off eight, and the problem is, is that you can't, you're now in a worse scenario. Like, whatever the pa- happens to the Pac-12, they're in a worse scenario than the Big 12 was. The Big 12 went out and said, we're going to get the four biggest brands that are not in the power conference. And they did that. They got Cincinnati, they got Houston, they got UCF, they got uh, uh, BYU. What, 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 what the Pac-12 has left are the, the scraps from that. They're looking at SMU, and let me tell you something. SMU is not going to give them what they think it's going to give them. Like, this idea that, oh, we're going to go in the Dallas market, we'll be fine. Nobody in the Dallas market gives a crap about Southern Methodist University. Nobody cares. No, it's a, such a small percentage yeah, of people. Yeah, like, no, nobody and cares. And a very like, specific what? percentage of people. Very specific <laughs> type of people. <laughs> no, I don't know if you – I went to the game back – this was back in 2013 – um, I was living in Arlington, and uh, SMU played Tech. It had a fairly new stadium, too. The stadium was nice. Uh, um, but SMU played Tech. That stadium was 70% Texas Tech fans. 70%. It was a home game for SMU. And it, was, it was Baker Mayfield's first start. It was 70% Texas Tech fans. Oh, I remember right? that game. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's that's that's <coughs> doubt. Like, SMU doesn't really bring you the market. And we've actually learned over the past decade that markets don't matter. The Big tw- Ten could renege on... Rutgers in Maryland, they would because they went out to get Rutgers in Maryland because of their markets, because the Rutgers had the New York market, Maryland had the, the DC market. And they've come to find out that, wow, that really didn't matter. Like nobody cares about Rutgers. If they could go back and get rid of Rutgers, they would. And so the Pac-12 saying like, no, we're going to go out and get San Diego State. I don't think it's a bad choice, but SMU would be, it wouldn't give them the, if anything, it'd be a net loss. If you ask me, I think you're not really getting the Dallas market like you think you would. And then you're now forcing all of these clubs to travel out to Dallas for no reason. All the all the complaints you, you were trying to give the USC and UCLA about why the move to the Big Ten is a bad move, 
you're now forcing on the remaining eight, nine or nine or uh, eleven schools if you bring in San Diego State as well. But you're you're putting that onto them now, and it's just it's just not a good move. And so a move like that screams desperation from the Pac-12. So if you're the corner four schools, I think you take this and run. You didn't get the contract you were hoping to get. I mean, flat out, Pac-12 is not going to get the deal they originally thought they might be able to get. Um, and so they're not going to get that deal. The Big 12 deal still looks better. So, yeah, you're gonna, the Big 12 might be – they might have to go back to market with 16 teams instead of the 12 to get a little bit more cash out. But um, Or cash A, I should say. But, uh, yeah, I just – I don't think it's a good move for them to ignore what the Big 12 is there. All right, they, they saw the best the Pac-10 could do. It's not great. It's not going to improve with SMU and San Diego State. So – Come on over. Come on over. Let's make it a great thing. Let's be the first conference to go to 16 teams. And like I've been, uh, I have the belief that eventually it's going to go to a big three. At the very least, a big four, right? I don't know what the ACC is going to do. But at the very least, it's going to be a big four. And let's put the death nail in Pac-12 real quick. And uh, let's make it happen, Captain. Yeah, I, at this point, it feels like there's no way that Pac-12 pulls out any kind of meaningful TV deal. Because everything that we've seen, kind of the nuggets that we've seen, not good. Not not, not ideal, not attractive, not younger, hipper, or cooler. Um, but I really like that point that whenever people were talking about the Pac-12 kind of dissolving or not, it was what are Washington and, you know, what are Washington and um, Oregon doing? Not the corner schools. And so that, that feeling of nobody cares about you. Like nobody cares about you in regards to the Pac-12. And here, here's the Big 12, who is, like, making a point to be this bigger, badder brand. You hired a mobster who's going out and doing all the good things. And they're like, hey, you're welcome here. Do you know that? Like, do you want to be a part of this? Uh, it's like you cannot, if you are any of those schools, either Arizona, Utah, Colorado, or Arizona State, you are not going to get a better deal waiting around. Because even if you guys get some kind of shoddy patchwork tv deal um regionally you're by yourself uh talent wise you're, it's a different spectrum like you're not going to get any looks and the big 10 doesn't care about you. the fact that the big 10 took um usc was an anomaly uh but like you know outside of uh outside of the big 10 outside of the sec outside of the acc like nobody's looking at you guys but the big 12 is and so it seems like this really, it seems like a no-brainer to just go, okay, look, us grouping together, it was kind of the same way that we were talking talking about years ago of like, oh, if we group together with Oklahoma State, we'll have a stronger position going to somewhere like the Pac-12. Well, those that, 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 that narrative has changed. But now you have a really kind of cool quad group of people um, who have an opportunity to join a conference together. And so it's like, you're not going by yourself. You're not going with two. You're not going with... Uh, three you're going with four and it's just like that's such a what a deal like what a good deal for you guys uh, i can't imagine that this like we go across the summer without them capitulating to that yeah i think the argument that the question that they have to say to themselves is we're going to get a weaker deal but is our weaker deal spread across 10 teams better than the stronger deal that being spread across 16 right and i think that's really, the big 10 the, the big 12 lasted as long as it did with 10 teams because even with us as a overall making less money than the others we were making more money per team per school because there was only 10 of us um but even that still didn't give you security over the last decade we knew that eventually we we're gonna have to do something or we were gonna crumble that's what happened texas oklahoma said look 
it's better financially for us to go to the SEC with 16 than to stay here with 10. Um, and so that's kind of what ended up happening for Texas and Oklahoma. And I think eventually that's going to happen for Oregon and Washington and Washington. I think the bigger problem for Oregon and Washington is, is the big 10 is now at 16. So for them to add on Oregon and Washington, that would have to push them to 18. And then who else would be willing to take on outside of the big 10? Who else would even be willing to take on Oregon and Washington and go across the country? Would it be, it wouldn't be the ACC, right? The big 12 is now prioritizing those four, but what happens if the big 12 pivots, right? We're already talking to Gonzaga. So what happens if the big 12 pivots and says, you know what? Corner four, y'all aren't going to roll with this? That's fine. We'll go to Oregon and Washington and see if they make the wise decision, right? Because Oregon and Washington may be farther, may be more out of reach for the Big 12, may not be uh, um, regionally the better fit, but they're going to bring money in. So, like, to me, I kind of agree with you in that the corner four, like, yes, you might. I'm not even going to sit here and say they won't make more money with 10. With 10, going going on getting San Diego State and SMU, I think is a mistake. Let me just point that out. I think it's a mistake. But you may make more money with 10 and going being the Pac-10 again and kind of doing what the Big 12 did for the last decade, but you'll never have the security. that. And, and as Big 12 people, we do that. We, we, we've learned that. You'll never have the security at 10. There will always be that lingering fear of Oregon and Washington leaving or the corner four leaving at, at, any, at any point in time. And so being proactive, and that's what I think Yormack is looking at them and saying, guys, y'all got to be proactive. Y'all got to be proactive and know that you come here – we're going to have 16 teams. We're going to be a strong united front. 16 teams? We're not crumbling with 16 teams. We're going to be the first, or we'll be not the first ones because the Big Ten will get to 16, but we'll be right there with the Big Ten of getting to that 16 number. SEC will actually take the back. SEC will also be at 16. But we'll be there, and we'll be just as strong as these two conferences that have not gone to 16, right? And you're not going to be left behind because of it, because of that. We may not be the Big Ten or the SEC, but we'll be right there with 16 teams, and you're not going to be left behind. And so, and there's no way that I think those four schools can feel comfortable staying in the new Pac-10, right? Or getting to a Pac-12 that adds San Diego State and SMU. Because there's just, I mean, like that's, again, that, that's just not going to uh, get, that's going to be a Rutgers level addition. That's not going to give you the fruit that you think it's going to give you. Thinking that you're going to go to the Dallas market where there is, I did this in the they're probably the seventh most watched team in Dallas. Seventh, Right. Like, it's just they, they, their coach at SMU didn't even believe in them. He went to TCU. He went across the street, across, across the Metroplex, and like, yeah, y'all ain't, nobody cares about y'all over here, right? And so that's the thing is that that's, that's no different than you picking up rice down in Houston. Don't nobody give two craps about rice, right? My sister went to rice. I don't even give a crap about rice. Um, like, that's just, it's just not a, a that's not going to give you the fruit that you think it is. I think it's going to be a mistake, and you're going to find out. I think this is just like as disappointed as I was back in 20, what was it, 2011? The Texas Tech wasn't more proactive in going to what would have at the time been a Pac-16, um, you know, or, or, or whatever it would have been at the time. At the time, I wanted it. I wanted us to go with Colorado, with U, uh, um, Utah and, and Texas A&M and all those schools. I wanted us to all go to the Pac-10 Pac at the time. We weren't proactive. We stayed with this Big 12 for the next decade, and now we became the hateful late after Texas-Oklahoma chunk dudes, Right? They, I think the corner four is now in the same position, same scenario, where they're now, they are now 10 years later in a similar boat of, we can sit back, maybe we'll make money, maybe 10, the Pac-10 will last for the next decade, but you will never feel comfortable, you will never feel safe if you're not proactive now. If we were proactive going to the Pac-10 at the time, we would still be there. We'd still be, it'd still be, it'd be a pretty strong conference, if you ask me. We'd have Texas A&M, we'd have Texas, we'd have these schools. We'd be a pretty strong conference, and we wouldn't be, the USC, USC, UCLA move doesn't happen. Um, but 
you know, that's just that's we weren't proactive at the time. We're proactive now, and I just want I don't want the corner four to have to learn that same lesson uh, ten years from now. The Big Sixteen without the Longhorn Network. It's pretty good. Yeah, that would have been great. I was all for it. I was all for it. So. Um, we were, we were kind of a bit, this is, this is, we were all about postseason excitement. We got onto the tangent as far as, uh, um, as far as the, the pac 12 and, and, and the way that they're going to crumble. Um, luckily all these teams do have good swag at home field apparel, right? Including your Texas tech red Raiders, uh, man, such great stuff. Basketball season may be coming to an end, but one of my favorite basketball shirts is the Raider red with two guns blasted with a half, um, the half basketball in the front. It is a great shirt. Make sure to go cop that using our promo code TAKES12, T-A-K-E-S-1-2, to get 15% off that first order. Let's take 12, T-A-K-E-S-1-2, to get 15% off that first order. And wear that shirt when you're going to support the Lady Raiders in the WNIT. We're going to find out their seating Monday evening, find out who they're playing, um, and how that's going to go, right? Uh, good news at the beginning of the pod, we said that we are start running this as they're revealing the NIT bracket. And the good news is that the men are not going to be in it. <laughs> the men are not going to be in the NIT. You can take a sigh of relief, Jeremy. Uh, the only Big 12 team that made the that made the NIT men's tournament is Oklahoma State. They are the number one overall seed, I believe. And funny enough, their first game, they're not the 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 uh, uh, GIA Gallagher Iba Arena is not going to be available for them to use. So they actually play their first game at Youngstown State. That's interesting. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> number one overall seed and they got to play on the road against Youngstown. they're going into the the ice kingdom hell yeah they got a good team though they they they're they should be one of the favorites to win the whole nit um it's it's always interesting to see what happens similar to teams that are disappointed in football of not making like a, a new york six bowl or a playoff and people say oh well, they were upset about it you know um this that and the other it'll be interesting to see if oklahoma state comes to the tournament pissed off and upset and downtrodden they didn't make this of a tournament or they go scorched earth and decide to prove to everybody they should have made it in the first place so um we'll see what oklahoma state does but the men's season thank goodness is over we can move forward um eliza fisher Eliza Fisher still debating. Fardaw's AMAC is gone. He's gone. And I, I said I was going to mention it earlier, and I'll, I'll kind of say something right now. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. There was no doubt uh, when he came back from injury that he was still hurt. I, I don't think anything that he has said to that. I know Tech fans are kind of like good riddance, right? And, and screw you. If you're not with us, you're against us. And, and I get that. Don't get me wrong. I do understand that. I'm not going to be following Fardaw's AMAC's career after he leaves, right? It's a, he's kind of a blip on the... Uh, Texas Tech men's basketball history radar. Um, so it's 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 not a – but I do get this idea of I was hurt. I was legitimately hurt. I should not have played for the rest of the season. And y'all needed me to come back so desperately that y'all shot me up with some stuff. It was pretty obvious. Like, he never looked healthy the entire season. Like, never really looked healthy. Um, he looked healthier as games went on, but he still never looked healthy. In that first couple games he was back, he looked bad. Not bad as in, like, he was playing bad. Bad as in, like, he, that man looked like he barely moved. And so I get that. So when he says that y'all wanted me to come back early and this, that, and the other, nothing he is saying seems false because I saw we we all saw with our own eyes that he's he was likely telling the truth. So if that is the case, and you're blaming the coaching staff for this, and even if there's a new coaching staff coming in next year, it, it doesn't matter. You're kind of skewed and all this other stuff. And I get a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you were paid all this because of NIL. This that and the other. They don't matter, right? He still has another year of eligibility. Um, I would have liked to see what he could do fully healthy. But I, I don't blame him for saying, you know, screw this, I'm out. Let's see if another school can pick me up and, and I can finish out my college career like this. Um, you know, yeah, I, I just I – don't, I don't blame him in that aspect. Um, 
you know, I would like to see. We got, we kind of got words of affirmation from Pop Isaacs and Jalen Tyson. Those are the two most important players in the program as of right now. So if those two guys are coming back, I'm fine. I'm Gucci. Um, you know, so that I think those two are the ones that can really carry this this program going forward. Shout out to Davion Harmon. Hell of a year for him to be his last year in college basketball. But I, I thought he was incredible. He was everything we needed him to be in what was a difficult and trying year. He was great. He still said many times that it doesn't matter how this year went. He doesn't regret it. He loved it. Um, so so that's good to see. Um, I, did, who said? Didn't somebody say Kevin O'Banner still has another year? I don't know who still has eligibility. I mean, just we point can't. this out there be responsible no for any eligibility discussion on here on Cortez and Takes because we got no freaking clue. Bruh, I, I have no idea who still has eligibility, who still doesn't. He'll just um, slide that, that is, five across the table. He's like, I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, let me say, you know who, I would give this. That is for Ryan Mainville and, and RC. Those guys are much better at figuring out the, the nuances of eligibility than we are. Right? Like, I just, hey, just show, just, just let me know. <laughs> let me know if you still got eligibility or not. So, for Harmon, I know, is done. But O'Banner, I have no tweet. idea. I, I, I yeah. think this was supposed to be his last year, but I don't, I, like, I, I don't really know. It <laughs> like is. This, Let's say it is. It this, is. this COVID year is, how many years, is this the, how many years of COVID years left? Like, when can we be done with the extra COVID year that nobody knows how many years? And then not to mention, you got, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's we used it's to make fun much, of, man. remember that guy from Kansas, Perry, that played college basketball for like 25 years? Yeah, um, a lot of people like that in the Big 12. Well, now we do. Now it's like everybody. Um, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see how the team how the team sorts itself out next year. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to see who the coach is, right? The coach search. Um, a committee is a good one. I like the committee. Our friend of the pod, uh, Norrence Odiase, is on the committee. Um, and he and, and, and he's going to have opinions on who it should be. Um, I do think, Norrence, bruh, Ulrich, Ulrich Maligi, that's my pick. I'm tooting the horn. That's your old coach. So you know Coach Maligi fairly well, right? So that's that's who I'm, I'm banging the gavel for. Uh, Grant McCaslin, like we talked about it, he's going to be in the NIT tournament. Paul Mills is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, those are other guys. Ronnie Terry is going to be coaching his butt off. He's a National Coach of the Year finalist. Um, he'll be in the, in the NCAA tournament. Um, and if by some stroke of ingenious, the Texas Longhorns don't retain him, um, he'll he'll be there. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who the next coach is. And when it, when it is announced and when we get better, um, when we know a little bit more about it, we'll be right here to talk about it. We'll be right here to talk about it and see who the guy is. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Good news is is that Rick Pitino was rumored. It seemed like Tech was really going after it. I think that was a play from Rick Pitino's camp to get St. John's and Georgetown to make a move, especially St. John's. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's real. I don't think Rick Pitino will come here. I don't think that's a hire. If you're Kobe Harkett, that you make. I don't think you're allowed to make a hire like Rick Pitino. I'm not going to sit here and act like Rick Pitino is this, you know, um, he's not a, he, his last name's not Bryles. He's not a can't touch, right? Like, I'm not going to act like that. But only certain ADs that don't have a track record of hiring questionable people. <laughs> they, he's, Rick Pitino... Hokut, you cannot make that uh, that that hire. Texas Tech, you cannot make that hire, right? Other schools can potentially make that hire. St. John's can make that hire, right? I don't even know if Georgetown can make that hire, to be honest with you. But St. John's can make that hire. Texas Tech, we cannot. We cannot make that hire. So let's we move burnt on. through. We burnt our punch card. It's it's over. <laughs> we burnt our crunch, punch card is over. Anything else you want to say to the people, Jeremy? Uh, yes. Don't forget that we do have two um, 
big names coming back to, or at least so far coming back to the program. But there is a transfer from Georgia, Kyron Lindsey, who is coming over. Uh, is pretty committed to Texas Tech. He also tweeted about uh, keeping up his commitment. He was originally um, uh, committed to UNLV uh, last season or last year, but then flipped his commitment to Georgia. Uh, he actually ended up leading them and half. I played pretty much half the season, led them in rebounds. You know, five rebounds a game. Very Kevin McCuller-esque, but maybe with better handles. So, Ooh. you know, could be a good pickup. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, definitely a guy that seems to know his role and be just really good at it. So that's fantastic. Kind of a big cat, if you think about it. Somewhat a big cat on the women's side. Um, I, I, yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, no, good, good call out there. Um, and this pod has already ran pretty long, so I'm going to end it here. So for Jeremy Gill and the People's Champ, this is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Text podcast, part of the 10 Talk Network and a part of Red Raider Sports. As always, stay right, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.